So last week, um, Pastor Jeff, um, coach, he coaches his son's basketball team. And uh, he said, you know, I'm not going to be here on Saturday. He said, would you like to coach? And I was like, yeah, of course, why not? Uh, but inside, I was jumping for joy, all right? Because uh, this is, uh, I love basketball. Uh, I've loved it for a, a long, long time. And uh, something I love even more is coaching basketball. And uh, so this was my first time coaching, all right? And uh, so, you know, I mean, I was getting in the, uh, you know, Coach K mode, all right? I, was, uh, I woke up yesterday morning. I was like, what am I going to wear, all right? Do I wear a suit? And I'm like, no, it's the fifth grade basketball. Uh, you know, that, that might be a little too much, you know? Uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know, I went with the, the classic, you know, college basketball polo and, you know, just acting like, you know, it was just nonchalant and everything like that. But uh, so I get there and I'm like, I'm in the zone, all right? I'm, you know watching our players and everything like that. And I, I, I kicked myself in the face, but uh, I totally forgot it today. But uh, I got a uh, replica uh, Cleveland Cavaliers championship ring, all right? If you didn't know, they won this year over the Golden State Warriors. That's no big deal, coming back from 3-1. Nobody's ever done it though before. But this thing is huge. Uh, this thing is, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, this big around. It's got all these diamonds and everything like that. So uh, I decided to wear this during the game. Um, and, you know, it's more of a uh, uh, intimidation factor, all right, in a way. Like, this guy coached for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This guy's good. Now he's coaching fifth grade Lebanon Christian. Kind of a downfall there. But, um, but you know, I just, so I decided to wear it. And I'm kind of, like, showing it off and everything like that. So I'm kind of, like, going like this, you know, just like, the frustration, I'm like, hey, 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 get your man, get your man, get your man, yeah, get my ring. And, uh, you know, so I'm kind of just like showing off and everything like that. But uh, anyway, uh, we won uh, by like 30, and uh, Michael had an amazing game, and the coach, um, the opposite coach came up to me. He's like, hey, really good game, you know? I was like, thanks. And, uh, and then all the, co- all the parents afterwards were like, hey, really, thanks for getting us a win, because that was their second win all season. But, you know, uh, so all the parents were like, hey, thanks for getting us a win. And so I felt really good. So immediately I held a press conference and retired from coaching uh, because I wanted just to go undefeated. You know, why not? Um, but, you know, uh, the whole entire week that Jeff told me this, I had a, a serious uh, expectation in my heart. I had a, a serious excitement in my heart uh, the whole entire time. And I was, I was really, really just looking forward to coaching that team. But I want to talk to you today about expectation. I want to talk to you today about the power of expectation. You know, when, we, when we're in expectation, um, we, we have this real excited, like, this is going to be awesome type of feeling. Uh, and and, and this, this happens sometimes, but, but the definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, all right? When you expect something, you have a strong belief. You have a faith deep down in your heart that this is going to happen, Stevie here is expecting a baby, and she is excited that in a couple weeks, days, hours, minutes, somebody get this woman to a hospital quick, um, you know, that she is, that there is going to be a beautiful, beautiful girl into this earth, a very healthy girl. But this is, this is what expectation is all about. 
So I want to ask you a question today. What is your expectation for every single day? And I'm not just talking about your life. Because we all have expectations for our life. You know, we, we want to be a, a good person. We want to love Jesus. We want to get married, have kids, you know, and go to heaven, you know. That's a, that's a normal expectation for life. But I want to talk to you today about what's your expectation for every single day? Tomorrow morning when you wake up, what is your expectation for that day? Is it just going to be just a normal day? Is it just going to be a normal day where I just in, endure my boss and endure my coworkers and, and, you know, just go throughout my day like that? What is your expectation for raising your kids? What is your expectation for your marriage? What is your expectation for your finances? Is there anything that, that has a strong belief for that? particular area. Because, you know, our expectations really determine how our life goes. Our belief determines how our life goes. Our belief determines how our day goes. Our expectations for that day determine how that day is going to go. I want to share something uh, out of Mark chapter 5. And I want to share of, uh, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. This is just unbelievable. But I want to share a story out of Mark chapter 5 and uh, about a lady who uh, was sick. And for 12 years, she was sick. Um, and she tried everything. She tried doctors. She tried the latest medicine. She spent all of her money, but nothing seemed to help Except one day when she met Jesus, her expectation began to change for that day. So Mark chapter 5, verse 27. It says, she had heard about Jesus. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him uh, through the crowd and touched his robe. She thought to herself, if I can only touch her robe, I will be healed. This is her belief. A lady that has been struggling for, for 12 years. She has been sick. She has been suffering. She has just been really just, uh, just a terrible, terrible 12 years. But then all of a sudden, her expectation changed that day. Her belief changed that day. She got a hold of something that really changed her whole entire situation. And it was Jesus. Let's keep reading uh, verse 29. Uh, it says, immediately the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that power had gone, out from, uh, had gone out from him. So he turns around in the crowd and asks, who touched my robe? Who touched my robe? Who done did it? His disciples looked at him and said, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? He kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said, daughter, 
Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. And notice what the Bible says here. Notice what the disciples asked. He said, they said, Jesus, everybody's around you right now. Jesus was the most popular guy ever. Everybody is around you right now, touching you and grabbing you and, and, and trying to get something from you. How can you ask who's touching you? How can you do that? I mean, everybody's touching you. Everybody around you is touching you. Everybody around you is trying to get something from you. But notice that there's two types of people in this story. There's two types of people. There's the people that reached out with no expectation. There's the people that reached out towards Jesus and got nothing. There's the people that reached out towards Jesus and, well, their situation was the same. Their day was the same. Their whole entire life was just the same as it was as they woke up. They, they reached out with no expectation. And then we got the sick lady, the other person, that reaches out with expectation, that said to her, self, if I only touch his clothes, he doesn't even have to look at me. He doesn't have to say anything to me. He doesn't have to do anything towards me. If I just touch his clothes with expectation, I know that my situation is going to change. I know that my day is going to change. I know that my situation, my illness is going to change. Now there's two types of people, two choices every single day. Are you going to live with expectation or are you going to not live with expectation? Are you going to wake up every single morning with a strong belief in who Jesus is and what he can do for that day or are you not? Imagine for me what life would be like, what your day would be like if you just woke up every single morning with expectation. Now, I'm not saying that I wake up every single morning with this, oh, yeah, let's do this, you know, like an excitement in my heart, expectation. I'm not saying I do that. I hear the alarm in the morning and Bad words come to my mind. Let's just say that, all right, okay? I don't say them. Don't judge me, all right? But, you know, they just come to my mind, okay? But, uh, but you know, um, but we have to be a church people that live with expectation for the day. Live with a sense of belief for the day. That it's not just a normal day, but it is, in fact, a day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, expectation every single day. Imagine what, what would happen at your work if you just went to work and thought, man, I have an expectation that Jesus is with me today. That the love of Jesus lives in my heart. And so that annoying coworker that keeps on complaining about whatever, they get the love of Jesus today. They get the love of Jesus today. Whether they like it or not, they get the love of Jesus because you know what? I woke up with expectation in my heart that Jesus' Jesus's love lives inside of me like Romans 5.5 5 says. I woke up with expectation today. 
What would happen if you just raised your kids one day with expectation that I'm not just raising my kids? No, I'm raising my kids so that they, when they grow up, they're going to be strong in the Lord. When they go to high school, they're not going to be overcome by evil, but they're going to overcome evil with good. I'm not just raising my kids, but I'm raising them to be world changers. I'm living with expectation, with a strong belief in my heart. Man, I'm feeling it today. I'm living with expectation in my heart. What would happen if if you're not just married? You're not just excellent roommates. But you live with expectation today that not only do we love each other and my kids see that I love each other, but we're also a light to other couples who are struggling. We're also a a help to other couples that are struggling. Living with expectation every single day. What if you lived with expectation in your finances? That you're not just going to job just to make money just so that you can get by. But you lived with expectation that I'm so blessed by the Lord that I get to bless other people. I'm so blessed by the Lord that I get to bless other people. My finances aren't just my finances. My finances are a tool to show the love of Jesus to people. Going to work with expectation that that sick person, they're not sick anymore because the healer lives inside of me. Because I'm sure of it that Mark 16 says that when believers lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I have an expectation when I go to work that if Barbara over here says that I'm sick or, or Steve over here says that he knows somebody that's sick, guess what? I'm praying for him. Because they're going to get healed because I have a faith. I have a, a belief. I have an expectation in my heart for this day. This isn't going to be just a normal day. This is going to be a day where God's goodness follows me everywhere. I used to work at Chipotle, and I don't like to talk about it because it's a dark time in my life, but, but uh, <laughs> just kidding, I love Chipotle. Not really, but, um, you know, um, but I, uh, when I lived up in Troy, I worked at Chipotle, and I loved all my coworkers. They were, they were lots of fun. I did enjoy them a lot, um, but um, I remember... The Lord challenged me not just to go to work, uh, not just to fry chips, um, but to fry chips with expectation that they're going to be good. No, I'm sorry. But, uh, but to, to go to work every single day with expectation in my heart. And healing is a big deal with me. If you're sick, we'll get you healed quickly. And, uh, and so I, I went to work with healing expectations in my heart. And I remember my boss uh, had a back problem. And he couldn't get out of his chair. He had a heating pad and everything like that. And so I was frying chips. And, um, you know, I, I said, forget this. I'm bored. Uh, so I went back to his office, and I prayed for him. And I said, can I, and I had a good relationship with him. I said, hey, man, can I just pray for you? So I prayed for him. And his back got better. In about five minutes, he was up and working. And uh, I had an, an expectation in my heart. And I changed that Chipotle. One time, oh gosh, uh, one time we had a, a guy that we didn't know, but we hired him, and lo and behold, he got seizures. And nobody knew about this, but one day he just started shaking. And, um, and it was, honestly, it was a really, really hard thing to watch. And so we were pretty busy, 
And I was up on the front line doing my thing, you know, water brown rice, water brown rice. And, uh, you know, and uh, so uh, I remember the guy was in the back, and he was in the office shaking, and he was having a seizure. And my boss said, go get Matt. And so somebody whispers in my ear, hey, somebody wants you in the back. Um, this guy's having a seizure. I said, a seizure. Let's do this. And uh, <laughs> I said, Lord, I need an extra dose right now. I've never dealt with a seizure before. But, uh, but so uh, I went back to the back, and uh, just, um, this guy is just, like, you know, shaking. And, um, and I, I, I honestly didn't know what to do except hug him. I mean, I, I honestly didn't know what to do except hug him. So I just began to hug him. And uh, I just began to pray just the kingdom of God all over him. And I was pretty much casting out a demon right in front of my Chipotle coworkers. And uh, it, was, it was a crazy experience. But, um, but, you know, he eventually settled down and, you know, he went to the hospital and everything like that, just to get checked out and everything like that. But, but I, I, I went to work with expectation and people saw Jesus. I went to work with expectation. I went to work with a strong belief. I, I realized that that shift wasn't just a normal shift. It was a shift where God could use me. Because where you're at, God can use you. He doesn't need you to be perfect. He just needs you to be willing. But he also needs some faith. He needs some faith in your heart. He needs some expectation in your heart. John chapter 11. I want to share this with you real quick. Uh, Jesus is, um, is, had heard of his friend Lazarus um, is dying. And he got word and, and uh, he had heard that his friend Lazarus had died. So we'll pick this up in verse 17. It says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, uh, he told Lazarus, uh, he was told that Lazarus uh, had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console uh, Martha and Mary in their loss. And when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, he went to meet him. But Mary uh, stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother uh, would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord. She told him, I have always believed that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, and the one who has come into this world from God. You know, um, something I absolutely love is the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, just the whole entire season. But I love that my sisters get to come in. I have two sisters that live in Traverse City, Michigan. And um, I love that they get to come in town because I don't get to see them that often. But uh, sometimes they're late, you know. Um, but, and then as we're listening to this right now, don't ever be late again. But uh, I had to wait a long time to open up my Christmas presents, all right? Um, but, uh, but, you know, so they, they say a time that they'll be there, but it never happens. They're usually late, 
but they eventually show up. They're eventually there, you know? And I think this is what Martha is experiencing in this moment. A expectation that Jesus is going to show up. We don't know when, but Jesus is going to be there. And Jesus is the Christ. Even if bad things have happened, I know that Jesus is going to show up. I know that Jesus is going to be there. And this is why I keep on saying it today. That Jesus is in this room. He's here. So what if we came to church with a little expectation? What if we came to church with a little faith? What if we just came, because listen to me, if you haven't realized it by now, this is not your average church. All right, this isn't your grandma's church, okay, where we just sing songs and love each other, you know, whatever. I don't know. Go out to eat afterwards. Um, but what if we came to church with a little expectation that though bad things are happening in our life, we know that Jesus is going to be there. We know that we get to hang out with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today. What if we worshiped God with a little expectation that we know that bad things are happening, that's fine, whatever, but we know that Jesus is going to be here. We know that the expectation and the belief in our heart is that Jesus is going to be here today. Man, that's exciting. What if we came to church knowing that where Jesus is, all things are possible? Knowing that everything that we need, he has. Everything that we need in our souls, everything that we need in our life, he has today. So Jesus is going to be there. So I'm going to come with a little expectation. I'm going to worship with a little more faith, a little more passion, a little more excitement. I'm going to raise my hands, and though I don't know the words, I'm still going to sing it anyway. Because Jesus is here. Because Jesus is in the room. That's the expectation of my heart every single Sunday. And I talk to our setup team about this last week. But the worst thing that we can do is ever tr is treating Jesus like a common God. The worst thing that we could ever do is treating Sunday like a common Sunday. God's not a common God. He's the creator of the universe. And he's here. He's here every Sunday, whether you're here or not. So let's come with a little expectation in our heart that what we need, we're going to get. What our neighbors need, they're going to get. What our coworkers need, they're going to get because Jesus is here. Whatever's going wrong in my life, whatever's going wrong in my coworkers' life, doesn't matter. Jesus is going to be here. So we get to go hang out with Jesus. We get to go worship Jesus. That's the expectation and the belief that I want in my heart every single Sunday. And I hope it's what you want in your heart every single Sunday. That when you come to church, you're not just coming to church. But your life's going to be changed. Listen, we have 
a phenomenal pastor. And he's not here this week, but the guy hears from the Lord like no one else. And when he speaks, he's not speaking his own words. He's speaking God's words. So we know that we're changed because they're God's words. We have an amazing worship team. My sister is the most, um, I would take her over anybody else. She is the most amazing worship leader. So please come back next week so you can hear her. She's unbelievable. When she sings, heaven comes down. So this should be the expectation in our hearts that this isn't just an average church. It's not just an average Sunday. But I come here and I worship Jesus with all my heart. And I know that he's going to be there. I know that he's going to fill my heart with love. I know he's going to fill my heart with peace. I know that my suffering is now gone because I reach out with a hand of expectation. I'm not going to be like the rest of the people that just go to service, worship Jesus, go to Cracker Barrel afterwards. Sounds good. But I reach out with the hand of expectation. I worship with the hand of expectation. I live my life with the hand of expectation every single day. I raise my kids with hands of expectation. I live my marriage with a hand of expectation. Listen, I live with expectation every single Sunday because I believe that I'm going to meet my wife every single Sunday. So there's my expectation, just in case you're wondering. But, uh, but yeah, let's, let's live with expectation in our hearts. Let's live every single day because Jesus wants to make the day amazing. It doesn't have to be just a day to get by or a good day. God's goodness follows you everywhere. But it takes faith. It takes expectation. It 